Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, guys, football might be over the season, but college and pro hoops are in full swing. For all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BET Online has all your betting needs. Head over to the website of your mobile de- device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Chump Chat. It's your boy, Joe Gomez, with my co-host, Tanner Tessman, and we have a very special guest, our boy, Chris Richards, back for a part two. Y'all definitely wanted this one, and um, we, we can definitely say he's taken some strides since the last time he was on about two years ago. So um, welcome onto the podcast, my boy. Yeah, thank y'all for having me again. Of course, of course. And make sure, if y'all are liking this content, to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. My boy. First, let's start, let's start off with the injury. That's the most recent thing. How are you recovering from that? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, no, I'm still about a week away from being fully in with the team, but uh, it's getting better each day. So, uh, you know, kind of circled on my, on my schedule, the game against Bayern. Hopefully I'll be back. So that's, some, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that'd be massive to get back by then. But like, how are you? How are you coping with it? Because it's like, I feel like it's different if you like, you don't have family around to kind of help you or, or whatnot. But is it has it been tough, like mentally more than than anything? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got lucky in that aspect. The day, I guess the day I was supposed to fly back to the States from national team, my mom was coming. She'd already planned it. So I had her here for about two weeks. And then my dad came right after. So with that part, it's it's really helped because, you know, you're having two trainings a day when you're injured and it's like you're you're training harder and longer than an actual team. And so um, I think without them, it would have been a lot harder. But, uh, you know, it still sucks seeing your team out there playing and whether they're doing well or they're not, it's still like you want to be out there on the field with them and you, know, you want to be a part of the success that they're having. And so um, at first it was a little tough because, you know, I really haven't had a big injury like that. but. Um, also, it just kind of makes you hungrier to get back out there. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. How, how much do you blame the turf for your injury? <laughs> I mean, it was uh, – the turf definitely didn't help. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to blame the turf because I did kind of take a bad touch. But also, like, uh, <laughs> the turf didn't really help at all with the game. Um, yeah, it's just – it's CONCACAF. I mean, you kind of just got to expect stuff like that. And um, – you know, you just got to always be turned on, honestly. That was probably the biggest thing that I learned from this last window is that you always got to be turned on. And it just takes, you know, one second to get hurt like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to ask, though, how was the turf? Because, you know, you know how turf is. If it's, like, not great and if it's cold like it was in Canada, like, it basically feels like you're playing on cement. So Yeah, and it was, that was, like, football turf. Like, that wasn't – it had no give to it. It was – stone cold it was so tough to play on it like it was crazy we trained the day before on it and like you couldn't make any cuts or you would slip and fall so it was it was really like you almost had to play very cautious yeah yeah man it was cold bro how about that that night in minnesota bro bro i was i was all the way up in the suite with a blanket on and i was still freezing like it was i've never even experienced something like that 
Jeez, bro. I can't believe they made y'all made the team play. I mean, it's crazy, but geez. But let's talk about uh obviously you got a, a new American in Hoffenheim, Justin Che. How's he fitting in? Have you like has he been adapting well? How the coaches thinking? You think he'll get playing time at all this year, or you think it's gonna be kind of rough for him? Yeah, um, you know, I think him having already known German and kind of already been in the like German in the German environment for a little bit, he kind of it wasn't that big of a jump for him when he first came here. Uh, you know, I think that Hoffenheim is still a pretty big jump from the second team of Bayern, um, and you know, it's still it's still like a learning curve for him. But um, you know, every day is getting better. He's playing a lot with the second team right now, getting game time there. So it's uh, not so like he's just been here and just been chilling in training. He's been getting games. So um, yeah. I'm sure he'll make his debut before the end of the season. It just kind of depends on kind of depends on how we're doing because you know we're still fighting for a European spot and um, it's not much room to give up at the top right now. So we're kind of trying to get as many points as possible and hopefully uh, hopefully he'll be able to make his debut uh, at the right time though. Yeah. yeah, bro. So actually, I want to transition into that because this is kind of a more personal question just from me to you, but it'll be good for the pod. Obviously, you played in the third league where I'm playing now. Um, what advice would you have for any youngsters moving to Germany, maybe playing that league? Even for me, what advice would you give me um, like for that league? And how does that how does like that league help you transition to Bundesliga? Because, I mean, you were successful there. Obviously, you won the third league. Now you're killing. Now you're killing <laughs> in the Bundesliga. Um, so, I mean, just give, give me some advice on that, bro. Like. I mean, I think people see third division and they think like, oh, it's like, a, you know, it's like a, a crap league, you know, it's the bottom of the German professional division. But you got to think the year that we won, uh, the year that we won the, the trophy, uh, Alfonso had played three odd games with us. And like, you know, you see Alfonso now and he's one of the best left backs in the world. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to say that he was struggling, but also it wasn't like a walk in the park for him either. So, um you know, like I said, I think people see third division and they think like, oh, you know, it's not that great. But also, it's kind of like your intro into, into grown football. And it's also, yeah, it's going to prepare you for wherever you want to go next. Um, uh, I feel like it's almost easier to play first division than to play third division. Because when it comes to third division, you know, you're probably going to get cracked. Like, you know, it's not going to be an easy game where everyone's just playing tiki-taka and stuff like that. It's, it's going to be physical and um yeah you're gonna get everybody's everybody's best and so because um, everyone wants to get promoted and no one wants to get relegated back into a league that's not considered professional so exactly bro you hit it on the head yeah, I, I think, think you're like the first person that really understands and that tanner made a face when you said that but the amount of times i've heard that has been like so many they're like the higher leagues the two higher leagues second league and the first league is actually easier than the third league a lot of the time because like you said it's just so physical a lot of teams are just basically fighting like it's not yeah. a lot of times it's not pretty football and stuff like that and um and yeah but but yeah like how do how do you yeah. think that like help helped you specifically to go into Hoffenheim now and just basically walk into the team honestly I think a lot of it had to do with the the coaches that I had because now they're the coaches that uh here at Hoffenheim but also it kind of like I said it kind of just exposed me to like that professional like being a professional because you know um you're playing you know, you're playing tough games on the weekend and you're probably flying you know you're, you're like you're gonna have a long travel day and it's just kind of getting you ready it's not like you're playing your 19s anymore it's like I said you're playing against grown men every week and so um uh, it's just 
you know, it's just a new experience in that, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of really famous uh, and really, you know, kind of great German soccer players have gone through the, the third division. And so, you know, it's not just a league where people just blow it off. It's definitely a development league. And kind of like you, I mean, you're surrounded by clubs like Dresden, uh, both the Berlin clubs, Leipzig. So, you know, especially if you're a young guy, they're probably you know, um, taking notes and they're probably watching your games on the weekend. Uh, so you, again, it's just, you never know who's watching and, um, you know, you hopefully, you know, you never know, maybe you'll get promoted to second division, then you're one step away from playing first division. Yeah, but that, that's a pretty hopeful statement, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let I me mean, let me let yeah. me say let me say, Chris, you you've played against John. You've played with John. You've played against the best strikers in the Bundesliga. You've played against the the third Bundesliga strikers. Do you think John Gomez can be a Bundesliga striker? Wow. I mean, of course. I mean, I'm not saying it because you're on here, of course, because you know that'd be kind of messed up. But um, <laughs> you know, like I said, I played against you know first division. I played against you know. Other playing against strikers in CONCACAF who are playing you know, first division, other places. So, I, mean, I think you definitely have the type, like the, the style of play that, that kind of fits the Bundesliga. I mean, you work hard, you run a lot. That's like the German style of play right there. And then you know, if you add some goals onto that, um, you know, I think you're, you're on your way to becoming the first Bundesliga player for sure. I appreciate facts, that, bro. Facts. I'm trying. I'm trying. Good question. I appreciate that, bro. Um, but transitioning into you were talking about the physicality. Obviously, you're injured right now. I just want to know how do you take care of your body? Do you have like a masseuse? Does the team has a, does the team have some kind of masseuse or something like that that you be? I know uh, a popularity in Germany is uh, the foot the foot masseuse. No, yeah. I don't know if you guys have that. I don't know if you use that at all. But uh, how does that work for you? So I mean, of course, we have like our uh, we have like our physios to do like a lot of massages and stuff like that. But we also have like a special physio. He comes with a how do I even explain it? It's like a machine and it has like electromagnetic waves and it's like a, you know, like a rolling pin where you roll like a, you roll out like cookies or something on. Yeah. Like roll out dough and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, he has one that's like, it's like really skinny, but it's like the same concept how like you roll over the, the spot on the person's leg or wherever on the body and it's supposed to like decrease the, the like swelling and the pain. And it takes a few, like, it takes a few times. Um, it takes maybe like 30, 45 minutes, but I, and you can definitely feel a difference afterwards. And so that was something that I'd never done until I came here. And uh, also at Hoffman, we have this thing, it's called the, the Neuro Body Gym. It's like, it's like you have like an oxygen mask over your face and um, you put on headphones and you're looking at a screen and it's just like these different, uh, these different, I guess pictures and graphics they show on the screen and, and it's supposed to like relax you and it plays like soothing music in the background and checks your pulse. It's really, it's supposed to help control your breathing after a game and stuff like that. So, or whenever you have a hard training. So it's like a, it's a weird thing to try to explain, but it's something that, you know, it seems to, it seems to help. Got that new technology over at Hoffenheim, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, I've never seen it. And then like, I go in this room and it's like everyone is asleep, but they have like these masks on and they have something checking their pulse. And it's, it's really weird, but it, I guess it works. Yeah. I have a question for you, bro. I have a question for you. And this is kind of like, kind of has to go with that. But obviously when you look at that technology, you're like kind of shocked in a way because you're not used to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Transitioning into something else. Like what was your moment in which you were kind of like, you had that moment of shock, but you were kind of like, I made it. You know what I mean? Have you had that moment yet? I, I, I assume you have. 
I think my first, I think the first time that I really like, that I really was like, man, like this is, this is crazy. I think it would probably be when I made my Champions League debut, or my starting 11 Champions League debut. And like, it was against Salzburg. And of course, like, you know, like you hear the, you hear the Champions League song on, on TV and stuff like that. But to be out there, like, in a Bayern Munich like jacket and you now they're playing the song and even though the the stadium was there it was empty it was just us out there but just like hearing that standing out there um with the players I was with it was something that I definitely will never forget and I think that was like the one moment where I was like because it happened what was it 2020 I was like bro like three and a half four years ago I was like playing soccer in Alabama and then now I'm playing Champions League for, for Bayern Munich like it's just a crazy thought honestly that's it's insane to think about. That is insane, yeah. bro. And I actually, it's funny because I was telling Tan right before you hopped on, I'm going to see if Anthony, our editor, can can get the clip from when you were talking about this in our last podcast two years ago. You were naming all these goals of yours, like being with the national team, playing Champions League, all this. And I swear, because I listened to it the other day, and I swear you've hit like all of them, bro. I swear you've hit really? all of them. It's so impressive. Yeah. What were your goals when you were younger? Um, and then what, how did it change throughout? Like, what do you, what were your short-term goals now? Like, what are they now? And then what have your long-term goals been, like, kind of through your whole career? Uh, I think my, my short-term goals now are definitely to get called into the senior national team. You know, make my senior debut here at Bayern. Yeah, I think those are, those are my, my big uh, two goals for right now. And long-term goals, I think, maybe. I mean, of course, I mean, Bayern's the team is usually in Champions League every year, and uh, we kind of sick to win a Champions League trophy, don't you think? And um, obviously, you're barely you're barely even starting, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's crazy, but I, I just want you to know, like, honestly, like no BS, just off pot, off record, even like I'm I'm super proud of you, bro. I was telling Tim, obviously, you know how we watch um, everyone in Germany watches the Bundesliga, so we'll always watch Bundesliga when we're traveling to games, and we always watch the Hoffenheim games, obviously, just because. I don't know. I, it seems like you guys are always playing. And I remember watching your first goal, bro. And I was, it was yeah. so dope. I mean, you were just celebrating. Everyone was going crazy. And a lot of my teammates play this game called a kick base. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like oh, yeah. fantasy what? for, yeah. And I'm always like, hey, put Chris on your team. You won't regret it. Like, put Chris <laughs> on your team. But uh, no, it's, it's definitely cool seeing you uh, out there week in and week out, bro. And like I said, you're barely starting. So it's cool to see for sure. But yeah, I mean, you've had a crazy rise. Like, I don't know if anyone now we need- had that kind of rise. Yeah. Now we need this new goals list. So 2022 and future, I mean, World Cup year, what, what are your goals for 2022 for yourself, personal goals, and for the teams that you play for? Well, first off, I appreciate the, I appreciate what y'all said. That was, that was pretty dope to hear that. Um, I can say personal goals. Um, you know, hopefully I'm healthy for this next window. Uh, hopefully we'll beat Mexico and Azteca. That'll be pretty sick. Um, you know, I think we definitely we definitely want to qualify for the World Cup. And um, you personally, hopefully I'm a starter uh, when it comes to World Cup time in November. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing on my list for 2022 is to at least be a starter for two of the group stage games if we do end up qualifying or when we qualify. And then, um, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with my club situation yet. You know, kind of wait until summer to figure out what's going to happen. But hopefully I'm just in a place where, you know, I'm, well, while I'm playing week in and week out, and you no, know, hopefully I'm playing at a, a high level, whether it's Champions League, Europa League, or just a European competition again. So that would be awesome. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, hopefully I can add a few more goals, a uh, few more shutouts uh, along the way. But those are my big goals, even though they're kind of broad. And I think those are definitely things that are on my list for this year. We like that. Those are good. Those are definitely, I think those are definitely goals that you're, you're going to attain and, and see come to fruition. So I got no doubt. And especially with the chum chat blessing, you know, yeah, of course. just sprinkle it on top. You know what I mean? I think for sure, for sure, it's it's in the picture. So. Well, I love that you actually talked about starting in group games because uh, we asked George last week and he was kind of shell-shocked by it because of Super Ford. I asked him, does George Bello think that he's the starter in Qatar, starting left back in Qatar? And he was like, oh, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to say yeah or whatever. But I like that you came out here and you were like, I see myself. Like, I want to be the starter. I know I can be the starter. And so that has to be the goal, right? You starting and, and taking that team to new levels. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want it to come off as like a cocky thing, but like, you know, I just, it's kind of like one of those things where you want to, you want to manifest it, you know, where, um, you know, I know if I'm doing what I'm doing, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing over here, that when it comes time for national team, you know, I feel like I have a good chance of, you know, submitting my place in that starting 11. So I just keep grinding, you know, hopefully my ankle gets, gets uh, better real soon and, you know, I can show not just, you know, uh, national team coaches, but also, um, the teammates and you know, just the people who are all watching that I'm ready for this. I love that. You know, also, uh, I've been, uh, I've been talking with, um, some people, I, I got some, some background information and I want to, I want to check in and see if it's true, you know, but, uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, rock nation, bro. I heard they're like super strict with some things, but I don't know how they are towards you or what it may be, but, like I'm hearing like people trying to buy cars, like they got to go through Rock Nation to check and like different things about like personal life. Is this true or no? No, I mean, I think I wouldn't say that's true. I think Rock Nation is just kind of like uh, they're kind of like almost like your parents over here. Like, you know, you kind of come to them whenever you, you know, say I want to buy a new car. I kind of run it through them just like I would my parents asking if they think it's a good idea or if you know, if I should post this, if they think that's a good idea. So, you know, Rock Nation, they don't just help with the sports side. They also help with the personal side. And so, um, you know, a lot of these guys are European. And even though I'm the only North American client right now, like, uh, that's playing over here, it's uh, – they definitely try their best to, to kind of just be like a mentor to me. So I wouldn't say that it's necessarily it's, – it's strict like that, but um, they'll definitely give you their two cents, and it's up to you if you take it or not. I like that, though. That's – that's nice to have somebody kind of like, I mean, they, they know the ins and out of every, every business, everything that, that will make you be better. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But uh, how, how has your like uh, experience been with them? Like, have you met any crazy people or like been in contact with some crazy names or how, how has it been so far? Oh, it's been dope. Um, you know, I've been, I've spoken to Lukaku a few times just through Instagram and stuff like that. So that's been cool. But you know, I've met a lot of the guys in the, in the office, whether it's like the president um, of Rock Nation, or not Jay Z, but like the you know, like presidents and um, just like the heads of the soccer division and stuff like that. And I went to visit the office in New York, which was amazing. And you know, it's it's a really good atmosphere there. And so I'm really happy with with where I am. And uh, yeah, I think still on the list is to meet Jay Z. So um, I'm hopefully looking forward to that real soon. If you meet him, you, you know what you're gonna say to him, or are you just gonna be like kind of calm about it. I don't even know. Like, uh, I think I think you gotta up. come in. You gotta be like, "What's up?" You know, 
my boys, they got a podcast, uh, Chum <laughs> Chat. Been wanting to get you on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just like, uh, you gotta act cool though, you know. You can't just be like, you gotta be like, hey, let's so get a, like, let's get a, let's get a pick for the gram though, you know. Like, so like you hey, post, I post. So I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah. You won't walk up to him with a pen and be like, you, you said you want an autograph. <laughs> like, I got something for you in the car. I'm gonna get it real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. It's good exposure though. I, I mean, they got. I mean, Rock Nation's crazy, dog. So yeah. that's big time. That's big time for real. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I guess as Americans, we kind of uh, we kind of seen like the Jay Z story and just kind of their growth of the agency. So it's been cool to be one of the only Americans on that roster. Yeah. It's a big, I mean, it's a big thing. It's a big title to to kind of hold it with you. And I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully it continues to go and, and the, the relationship is good with them. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless with that. That's just my thought. Like the, 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 the things you have access to, yeah, the connections you have, like, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's out of this world, really. I mean, it's every corner of the world, people that are, that are doing really, doing really well. So it's, it's a yeah. lot of good things, but on another note though, I've heard uh, some things about a little a little vacation you're planning to take. Um, with uh, with my boy Johnny. From uh, my boy Johnny's planning it uh, from from uh, swim. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how much yeah. I don't know how much you could tell into that, but he he told me to to reach out to you to say like, yeah, it's it's good because I I worked with him a, a few times, but uh. Yeah, but uh, I want to hear about his vacation because the stuff that he be sending me, bro, is crazy. Uh, it's uh, crazy. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna give away all the details, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's gonna be some. It's definitely gonna be a good vacation that uh, you know, that'll be a good little off season thing. You know, I'll be able to put your phone in airplane mode for a little bit, just sit back and enjoy it. So. It's gonna be somewhere on the island, just you know, just chilling on the beach. You know, hopefully not doing too much working out, just just enjoying life for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> how are you liking Venice? I forgot to ask you. No, it's good. Uh, I mean, I mean, right now we this is like the second time all year we've been in the relegation zone. Like we've only been in for like three days, and then this is like the first couple of days. So, like right now with the team, it's a little like weird vibes, kind of. Um, you know, two days after a loss that it was tough. But I mean, I think, I think we have, I think hundred percent, we have the team to stay up and I, I think we can, but Venice bro is, is so nice. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. I, have you ever been? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, then, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just a different world. Like coming on the, on the Island and walk into dinner or walk into, to the, to the square and, Dude, it's, it's crazy views. And when it's nice weather, bro, I, I swear you can't beat it. It's unreal. So are, you're not living directly in the city, right? Because I feel like that'd be either super expensive and really touristy. So No, yeah, it's really touristy. And then if you have if you live in the city, we, we, we train on the mainland. So oh, yeah. if 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 I was in the in the in the city, bro, it's every day walking to the car, to the bus. Yeah. Doing it. There's only one guy that was on our team before this window. He he went on loan somewhere, but he's he he was born and raised in Venice. So he's like there was no chance he was leaving Venice, but bro, I, I can't tell you, bro. It's, it's such a, a hard travel every single day. Like, you know, I, I guess it's like, even when we were in Dallas, like, like going to Dallas, like that'd be like every day going to Dallas. Like you don't want to do that. You know, like you would yeah. go to Dallas, like for a nice dinner, or like a, a game or, you know, 
shopping or something like this. But, but yeah, that's kind of how Venice is the same. But it's just a, it's crazy, bro. And on the weekends, bro, it's it's packed, bro. Like, yeah, I bet it, it gets packed. So it would be tough living there. But yeah, but you need to you need to go to. You need to go to Frankfurt and then get some Chipotle. And then when you when you go to camp and uh, hopefully March, okay. like do the little drop off, you know, like the little yeah, handoff. Yeah, I got you. Okay. All right. Cool. Make cool, a little cool. pissed off of this point. Well, I'll send you my order. So All right, bet. We, got no, we got no problems. You could probably drive. You could probably drive by John as well. How far is Frankfurt from you, John? Oh, might as well. Four hours, like four hours. Yeah, it's only four hours, bro. Come on. Me, me, bro, I'll, I'll, I'll come through and get Chipotle. I was thinking about it. I was like, hmm, is Chipotle really worth hey, four yeah. hours driving? We can do we can it's, do two It's definitely about two and two meetup. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, me and me in between. But uh we got anything else, John, or what are you thinking? <sighs> bro, I feel like I haven't talked to Chris in forever, so I, I'm trying to think, but um that's been a minute. Man, I don't know. I think we need I to run that. I think we need to run the success question again. Run it back. I think it's yeah, for sure, for sure. Wh- which question? The success question. Hit him with John. Come on now. All right, bro. You, we already asked you it before, but I guess you don't remember. It's our signature question. We ask all our guests success to find. We asked you, like, what you think your de- your definition of success is and if you think you've achieved it. Um, I feel like last time I said something like, uh, what did I say? Something about making enough money to take care of my family. I think success, like I said earlier, I think it's for me is, like, repaying – repaying my family for everything that they've done for me. I mean, we weren't always the wealthiest family growing up. And like I said, my family had to make sacrifices that I didn't even realize until recently that um, they had made. But uh, that's one of those things where they've, I mean, they've worked their ass off their whole life. And I have, I mean, a football career is only, you know, maybe 20 years max. Like if you've been playing since you were 17. And so um, I have this little period of time to make as much money as I can and to do as much as I can with this money to repay them. And so I think that's my definition of, of success is giving back to the people who always busted their ass for me. That, I'd say that because that's a part of it, but I think another one for me is um, probably being the reason why somebody picks up a soccer ball. Like, I think for me, it's being able to, being able to inspire, like whether it's one kid or a new generation of kids, uh, I think that's something that would help define success for me. Um, you know, especially, I know Tanner knows this, but growing up in Birmingham, there's not many not many soccer players. And also growing up, there weren't very many black soccer players. So I think definitely if I can be that one person that, you know, that inspires this little kid to pick up a soccer ball one day because they saw me on TV or they saw me at the park one day, then I think that's definitely something that, um, that I would define as successful. I love that, bro. That's big time. That's big time. We always tell our guests that their answer was good, but that was genuinely good, bro. And I, I wouldn't be asking. <laughs> but I actually had a question here, and that ties in perfectly. You're active in your community in Atlanta, uh, not Atlanta, in Alabama. You know, what do you have anything big planned for the future for for that? I know you partnered. I don't know if you partnered with like some kind of futsal organization. I, I think I saw it a while ago. Um, and I know you're pretty active in supporting the Legion and stuff like that. Do you see yourself kind of like? maybe becoming an investor or something like that or in the future, do you have any concrete plans or is it just kind of like in your mind as of right now? Yeah. I mean, um, kind of in my mind, I haven't said anything to stone yet, but definitely something uh, like my brother plays in the futsal club there. And, you know, I mean, there was, there was no futsal uh, in Birmingham growing up with, with me and Tanner. And so um, I think it's definitely something just seeing like the growth that soccer is having back home. It's definitely something that I want to kind of get my foot into and, you know, whether it's, you know, helping 
at my old at my old clubs that I played with, or even just kind of starting a program in like the downtown area because now down the Birmingham, I mean, we have some great athletes, but most athletes are either sticking to basketball or football because that's all I see around them. And so kind of just get, exposing them to another to another sport, another opportunity, even if they don't end up playing soccer in the long run, just kind of you know, stuff that stuff that I learned in soccer helped with every other sport that I played and vice versa. So um, I think it's if I can kind of help get some type of soccer organization or just that platform into downtown Birmingham or just around the area, I think it'd be really cool. Do you think like, I mean, for one, that's an awesome answer. And to be honest, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing, kind of like I love getting involved because Alabama wasn't that place where you had a lot of people playing soccer. But uh, do you think this is like, like bigger than, then obviously like you want to inspire people to pick up a ball, be, be able to be an affordable option for kids to be active and, and, and learn lessons that you learn. But uh, also like you could, this could help the development of like us soccer, like having these type of organizations. And once you do it, then the next guy, the next guy, the next guy will try to do it in their city. Do you think this like extends the, the, the eyes on us soccer and producing better talents for the national team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess you kind of see it in Europe where the number one sport is soccer. And so the best athletes are are playing soccer. And um, back home, you know, we're, we're good athletes, of course, but you see like the, the LeBrons, guys like that playing basketball and football. And just imagine if our best athletes were also playing soccer, how, you know, how far we could probably go with this. And um, like you said, you know, it's you know, starting something like that, it could inspire the next person coming up to do the same thing once they've made it. And if it's not my generation, it's not the one after me. It just keeps going, keeps going until hopefully we become that, you know, kind of soccer powerhouse that, uh, that we see like teams like France and Spain and England, like just teams like that. And, you know, we have definitely have enough people. We definitely have enough, uh, you know, enough athletes, enough kids that are interested in the game. So it's just a matter of getting the right people or just just seeing who loves it. Um, and you never know until you pick it up. Facts. Facts. I got one more question and I'm done. What's, what's the question? I, I, I had a question too, but this is a hella random. It was hella random. Mom's kind is of more serious or no? Yeah, yeah, more serious. All right, I'll, I'll go, I'll go. Yeah. Basically, uh, relaying off that topic kind of like, after football, after soccer, what do you see like yourself doing? Is it coaching or is it something totally out of the game? What what, what do you think it would be from now? When I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a coach, but uh, kind of once I got over to Europe, I was like, eh, maybe it's not what I want to do. Uh, I think I want to be an agent, though. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I want to be my brother's agent because, you know, there's no telling what his career is going to look like, but. Um, and I think it's crazy how young these guys are signing professional and stuff like that. And um, like you saw NYCFC signed a 14 year old yesterday. So like, yeah, it's just crazy that it's that wow. that close. Like when I was 14, I was the last thing I was worried about was a pro contract. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think if I could be an agent and kind of mentor a kid that, that you know, reminds me of myself, I think that'd be awesome and wouldn't necessarily have to, have to work a nine to five and you know i could i could do my thing but also take care of whatever players i have i love that agent would be fun man being able to that's a good answer kind of work with people i was actually gonna ask that we're talking about rock nation but being able to travel as well because like if you got a guy playing in 
in Italy or in Spain, you get to go travel. I, I think it's cool, yeah. but yeah, Keep I, it, like, I like that answer. As well. Instead of yeah. just, you know, kicking on the couch every day, give you something to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You got one more, John, or no? I was going to ask him how your German coming along, bro. Like, I know you were struggling <laughs> last time you came on. <laughs> it's good, bro. It's, it's, I wouldn't say fluent, but I'd say like 85% fluent. All right, let's do a German from here. There's out. some hope, bro. There's some hope. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's some hope, bro. I got you. John, do, do the outro in German. Hell no. Uh, I can <laughs> barely say anything. Uh, I'm getting there, though. I can understand. I, I can understand a lot more now. But um, the important yeah, thing is really just it. inside the pitch and like being able to communicate exactly. with your teammates. So exactly what it is. Matter like that, but I think it's all for well, me. Bro. Yeah, we don't want to take too much of time, Chris. Obviously, oh, yeah. uh, I see you're dropping the kids off at the pool, so we'll. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if you peeped that, John. That he was doing it in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I peeped that, but I don't. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't well, either. Maybe well, because they're they're doing construction outside, uh, and it's like my it's right outside of my dining room, and so like it was really loud. So I figured it'd be better. Nah, we just really wanted to flex like the rainfall yeah. shower type. The like, rainfall. Really yeah, we like see it, bro. This, we see it, bro. Oh, this little thing. Nah, they don't it's got like six modes. <laughs> this little oh, thing. This is the guest bathroom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the crib. Chris, nah, don't get me Chris, started. Nah. Chris got to do his own version of the Justin, uh, the Justin apartment yeah. video, bro. Nah, he's got. Speaking of Shay, speaking of Shay, bro, we're gonna get a clip and we're gonna send it to him and we're gonna put pressure on him on the Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna get that boy on. I'm not even gonna ask who you want to see on next because it's gonna be Justin Shay. We really appreciate having you on, bro. Obviously, it's good love, and we'll we'll be with you on the journey back to to your recovery. And I hope the fans will send their support and hopefully see you in this March window to to qualify for the World Cup. And uh, continue to do well, and with Hoffenheim, and hopefully qualify for a good spot, and 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 reach your goals for 2022. But, but uh, send us out, John. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's our boy Chris Richards. We started in Gasakalu freestyling with the little pens, and now he's been finna be in the World Cup. So it's been quite the journey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you liked it, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And like we always say, go find your own success. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.